What's up, Emmaus? Welcome to the Proclaim and Display podcast. We're on episode 24, where we help you show and tell the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. I'm Jaron, and we are back in the studio today with my friend Kennedy, as well as an additional voice today, Mr. Jeff Hempill. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? How's it going? Good, good, good. Well, guys, we are actually about halfway through Owen's sabbatical. Uh, we are still surviving, and praise God, the church is still pressing forward here, so that's great. Um, I was thinking of this of this saying, the old, when the cat's away, the mice will play, and so I thought <laughs> it would be kind of comical. Uh, any ideas of some new things we could implement before Owen gets back? And let me clarify, non-serious answers only, okay? Changes we want to implement before Owen gets back. What do you got? Yeah, number one, slushy machine in the workroom. So, okay. We, we've got to have a slushy machine in the workroom. Are we having uh, multiple flavors? Or are we... Uh, well, yeah. I mean, you got to account for different people's tastes. Uh, are we talking like on cue? Or are we talking like 7-Eleven? Like on cue's got... So, like, maybe I mean Icy's. I keep saying slushies. Yeah. I, I think I mean Icy's. Okay. So I'm, like Coca-Cola flavored, okay. Dr. Pepper flavored. I'm cool with that. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Kennedy, you got any ideas? You know, I love, um, if you know me, you know that I love just to be crazy and silly and dress up all the time. I think, you know, at Falls Creek, we have this dress up night that's dressed like your favorite um, youth sponsor. And I think that it would be fun to do a dress like your favorite Sunday school teacher day. (laughs) I'm trying to think of what Sunday school teacher I would dress up like. Uh, We'll not go. Probably shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Probably shouldn't. Oh, that's good. Uh, I I don't know. I, I'm pretty fond of flip-flops. Jeff, I see you're wearing flip-flops today in the oh, studio. Yeah. So I, I, flip-flop Sunday, I could be yes. I could be down with that. That does not surprise me one bit that <laughs> that's your amazing. answer. That you guys amazing. know Jaron and Jeff. They're notorious for wearing jeans and flip-flops. Oh, <laughs> that's good stuff. Oh, well. Y'all, y'all got anything else or should we move on? I probably have a list of things, but okay. we could probably move on. All right, that's good. <laughs> no. Well, all kidding aside, Owen, I have no idea if you're listening to this on your sabbatical, but we miss you bunches and uh, hope you are having a restful sabbatical. Uh, let's shift directions here. So if you missed our Sunday service this last week, then you missed out on a really incredible, fun celebration of Jeff and his family. He's been here and his family been here a wonderful 10 years of service here to Mayus. Jeff? Don't you just love all that oh. attention? Oh, man. It's great. <laughs> so enjoyable. It's his favorite thing. This, this is, these are very authentic words I'm saying. I promise it's not sarcastic. No, I, I, do, I do really appreciate uh, everything that the church does, and uh, I, I know they're, they're being encouraging, and so I appreciate that. That's great. Uh, some of you guys may not know, just kind of bring you up to speed. Uh, so before Jeff left for seminary, which what year was that? Jeff? That was January 2012. Okay. Well, uh, prior to that, you had previous ministry staff involvement at Mayus that people may not be aware of while you were a college student down at OU. And so early in my role as student pastor, Jeff uh, served as a ministry intern. He's one of my first interns I ever had um, at Emmaus. And so, in fact, many... I think this is funny. Many of our former Emmaus students uh, lovingly know and call Jeff uh, intern. They oh, yes. don't even call him Jeff. Just, Absolutely. Just intern. So. I have to say, 
Jeff's name in my phone still to this day is intern. <laughs> it has not been changed. Love that is great. Uh, you also, which I think was brought up recently, you did a little stint with children's ministry as well. Oh, yeah. We, we rocked in the children's ministry. Yeah, so you, you had, <laughs> had a you great had, time. You had several hats there, so that's great. Kennedy, you reminded me the other day, we were talking about this, uh, Jeff's first day of interning, which would have been Summer of 2008 is when you started. Mm-hmm. Uh, would have been, Kennedy, your first days moving from grade school ministry to student ministry at Emmaus. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty, pretty interesting. You, you've got to have <laughs> some favorite memories and stories that are podcast worthy and appropriate. <laughs> oh, no. We, we're, we're just barely five minutes into this yeah. podcast there's got yeah. we've got time for some stories if you have some yeah sadly i feel like jeff probably has more embarrassing stories on me because he knew me as a middle schooler that's okay that's um, for another time yeah but you know my first my first wednesday night ever coming up to the youth group was jeff's very first wednesday night interning and i don't know why i remember that moment like we didn't have the youth lounge yet we were still meeting in the fellowship center for youth so i like vividly remember that night um but my favorite Jeff story, and if you guys knew Jeff as an intern, you understand this 100%. Uh, Jeff is um, sweating. Yeah. I have no idea. We were at Falls Creek, and we were in the van. And, you know, typical young girls, we are singing, and we're singing songs. And um, we actually, I'm pretty sure, are putting Jeff's name into songs. And when, and when I say Jeff's name, I mean intern. <laughs> and we weren't saying Jeff. We were singing intern. And, um, and you could tell that Jeff was, like, on his last nerve. I mean, he has a van full of, like, middle school girls, and he's very done with us by this point. So we're driving down the road, headed to the rec fields at Falls Creek. And finally, he pulls the van over, and he <laughs> turns around and like he's kidding but also like you could tell maybe he's a little a a little maybe he's a little upset with us he turns around and he said this van is not moving forward until you guys stop singing which then of course only made us sing louder and we legitimately sat on the side of the road just he was just waiting for us to stop singing before he took us to the wreck fields that is good stuff um i do have a memory um, I think is appropriate for this podcast. Oh, no. And uh, I, I'm just going to throw discernment out the window and go for it. So. <laughs> I know where this is going. Uh, well, so like every single one of us in ministry or leadership, there are always tasks that you have to do that you did not ever think you would have to do. And some of those actually involve being in the bathroom, cleaning things up. And uh, I know I've had several of those things. Kennedy, I'm sure you have as well. I actually had the joy of observing one of those opportunities for Jeff early on in his ministry. And so he was, you know, I think this might have been one of the first bathroom experiences for him. But I don't know how I say this, but he found a... Oh, what would you call it? A, a <laughs> trick-or-treat snicker bar on the floor? <laughs> uh, <and laughs> should I stop? Can I keep going? So he, in his wisdom, and I thought this was great, got like a, a firm piece of paper, like a cardstock, <laughs> and was able to, 
take care of that. And the greatest thing is I, in the process, he was telling me about this. So I went and observed and I pulled out my phone and recorded it. So if anybody <laughs> wants to watch this said video, you could, you could come find me. So uh, there was much, much yacking and wailing going on. In the video. <laughs> <laughs> Just only a little red right now. <laughs> it was great. But you know what? Those things happen. And Jeff has a servant's heart and was willing to do a hard I things. really hope Owen is not listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was good. There's other stories we could share, but we must, we must move on. Jeff, we are super thankful for you as a friend and, and a pastor here at Emmaus. So we... We are honored to celebrate you and hope you're honored in that as well. Speaking of Jeff, on today's podcast, we're going to go ahead and move on. Uh, We're going to take a little bit of a different approach today. So we've had several different guests on the podcast and man, they've been really good. We've been encouraged and hearing their insights and their stories. Uh, Today's podcast really is um, really coming from Jeff's heart as a pastor of Discipleship here at Emmaus. And so Jeff, why don't you, we're going to shift and you kind of take the steering wheel here kind of share some of your goals uh, to further extend the the benefits of this podcast for our church, uh, not only today, but, you know, hopefully in the future. Sure. Um, so something that happens on a fairly regular basis, I'm sure you guys have experienced it, but I experienced it, where people just come up and just ask questions. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're about life in general. Sometimes they're about theology. Um, and so we try to come up with different ways to just help people grow in their mm-hmm. knowledge of the Lord and how that how that applies to their life. Sometimes, like I said, sometimes it's a theological question about the Trinity or, you know, something like that. Or um, sometimes it's, hey, how do I talk to my kids about bullying? Um, and so Owen and I sat down and just made, honestly, a huge list of these questions. And I think what we wanted to do was look for new and creative ways just to kind of unpack those issues for people, um, to kind of help give them a little um, advice from the Word and and some guidance on our experiences. Um, and so that's what we thought we might do with some of the podcasts, is just pick out some of those topics and um, and, and really try to uh, unpack them. And so uh, today what I thought we would talk about um, is technology. And what I, what I mean by that, obviously that's a huge word, um, but the technology that we use every day and probably the one we use the most is our phones, right? Mm-hmm. Smartphones. You don't, I don't think you even have to say smartphones anymore. I'm not sure there are dumb phones anymore. Um, they're, they're all smart at this point. Um, and so, uh, I mean, do you either of you, now this is going to be different because I think there are three different, I won't say generations, just ages represented oh, here. Right. There are three different generations. Okay, <laughs> okay so do Hashtag either of you here we go. remember a time when you did not have a smartphone? Uh, yeah, so I remember the first cell phone I got, I was actually interning at First Baptist Moore, and it was right after, it, boy, it was about right now, right after the May 3rd tornado. Oh my gosh, I'm just now realizing oh, wow. that. So that was... Was that 24, 99, 20, mm-hmm. yeah, 99. 99. So 24 years ago, I was a college student and, you know, cell phones were becoming a thing. And so we were doing a lot of ministry that summer. And so they gave a lot of folks cell phones just to be able to coordinate. So that was when wow. I had my first cell phone. That's funny that it's, I, I, yeah, I do remember what it was like before cell phone, but that was a long time ago, but uh, much different. 
Much different for yeah. sure. And even the cell phone that I got that day is much different. <laughs> Just a little. You had a brick. How, how much Nokia did it weigh? Twenty pounds at least. Yeah, it was. No, it was actually. Uh, it was just a small handheld thing, but okay. it was. You know, there was there was no texting or anything like that. It was purely phone call situation. So, but uh, yeah. Yes. Kennedy, I'm afraid to ask. Yeah, I'm going to be really honest here. I don't remember a whole lot of life before a cell phone because I feel like all growing up, my parents at least had a cell phone. Now, they really only called on it. Like, I don't think they really texted. I I know for sure there was an internet on the cell phones. Um, but I do remember when iPhones came out. So I at least remember that much. And I was in high school kind of when everybody started to really get iPhones, I know it was out before that, but that's kind of when it really seemed like a lot of people were using it. Okay. Yeah, that's about the same for me. I think it was right about the time I started driving, I think, is when I got my first one. And then shortly after that, had a um, had a smartphone. So mm. anyways, but where we are now, yeah. they're just incredibly pervasive in our life. They're everywhere. You can't. The idea of functioning without one just seems, oh, yeah. seems incredible. And so um, for a Christian, that seems like something we should at least slow down and say, what is, what is going on here? Like, what, how is this affecting my life? How is this affecting my heart? And I think that's the, the thing is the question is kind of goes a little bit beyond what might be the obvious. Cause the obvious question is, are you doing bad things with your phone? So there's the phone gives you access to the internet. Um, so everything from pornography to bullying, uh, to just inappropriate content, there's certainly evil sinful things that that can happen on your phone but i think the question goes even a little bit deeper than that and not just asking you know what you're doing on your phone but what is your phone doing to you Mm. that's that's a i think that's a huge profound statement did you come up with that that's I don't. I don't know. Some of this is borrowed from. Actually, like some of this content is borrowed from Trevin Wax. Um, yeah. I heard him, and, and it's been so long, I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, that, but that, that statement is. I, I think there might be a book like uh, something about twelve ways your phone, how your phone is changing mm-hmm. you. Is, is that a Piper? I don't. No, not a Piper. I don't know what it is. Anyway, getting in the weeds there. I, I think that that statement's pretty profound because I think, as you said, for me, I judge my phone usage based upon am I being appropriate or inappropriate with it and and not pondering where would I be today if I had not had a cell phone the last 10 years Mm -hmm. like what what would be different about my life aside from all of the conveniences that we gain from it but like how is my how would my just how would I think different how would I operate differently because of how I've been impacting my phone? I think that's a that's a really deep question that needs to be pondered. Yeah, it's definitely one of those just heart evaluation things that I think, I think we as Christians should spend some time on. Um, and so I have uh, three kind of lies, uh, three myths, if you will, that your phone having, what I mean by that is just having your phone, using it daily, your phone can start to tell you things. Um, and it can start to tell you these lies that I think we should be aware of. And, and the first one is just that you're the center of the universe, right? So the only purpose of your phone is to serve you, to give you answers right away, to tell you where to go, um, even to tell you what to believe to some extent. Um, but, but it's all centered around you. Your phone is just your servant that you can use uh, to get answers and things that you want just right away. But, I mean, that's that's kind of... That's technology right. in general. Yeah. Like, I, I remember having a, a conversation last night 
you know, with some senior adults talking about, you know, AI and artificial mm-hmm. intelligence and, you know, it kind of got back to, well, you know, what about that remote control? <laughs> That's you right. know, yeah. I grew up being the remote control for my, my parents on the TV and, and then this rapid increase of technology there is a lot of good that comes from it. Like there's a lot yeah. of conveniences. Mm-hmm. It helps us in a lot of ways. It's just, there's always a downside to it. And then yeah. it, you're right. I think it makes us believe that I am the center of my universe and it's, it's to serve me right. Right, and my needs. Yeah. It's, it's really good. We have everything at our fingertips. Like we, if we have a question, we can type it in and get the answer immediately. Um, I'm going to show how young I am for just a second. But I asked my dad the other day, um, we were going to my house and, you know, my street is like a name. And so it kind of hit me. Like I asked my dad, I said, how, like before iPhones, how did people know how to find their friends' houses. Like if they sent an address, how did they know? Because, you know, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, it would be easy to find like a street number, but what about those street names? And he was like, well, we used a map. And I was like, well, I know that. But I was like, and I said- Which one, Apple Maps or Google yeah. Maps? Yeah, I was like, yeah, which one, Apple or Google? No, I'm just kidding. And he was like, no, we had to pull out the map and search for wherever that street was. And I was just like, that takes so long. Like, cause I started driving with Apple Maps. I mean, mm-hmm. when I was 16, I had an iPhone. So it just kind of blew my mind. I was like, that takes so long. <laughs> well, now you open up your phone and you get a notification from Apple Maps telling you how far away you oh, yeah. are from this destination that you did not tell yeah. them you were going. I did not to. tell it them I was going. Go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One thing I always think about is just cameras. Mm-hmm. So my phone right now has four cameras. And what? one of them is only, how many does yours have? Okay, I've got three. You got three. Okay, only three uh, on, <laughs> on one phone. Uh, but uh, but and the crazy thing to me is that one of the cameras only functions to face you. Like I doubt the person who invented cameras was like, let's let's face back at the person taking a picture. That's such a such an interesting concept, but. It's all that we do now, taking selfies. And I say we because I don't take selfies. I do not like taking selfies. Uh, I don't know. Are you guys familiar with Be Real? Yes. Okay. It's... Uh, yes. I'm not I'm not on board yet. Good for I, you. Well, no, I don't say that in a pious way. I, I don't I don't know. Maybe soon. We'll see. It, it basically, it just tells you in a random part of your day to take a, take a picture. Well, it takes two pictures at the same time. One of them is of you. And so I'm always careful, uh, you know, not to include myself in those pictures. All of Jeff's be real. It's like just a wall and then whatever's in front of it. I don't understand a whole lot about the app, but I think it's actually trying to mm-hmm. like the whole concept of be real instead of be fake. Like right. you're trying yeah. to just in the moment. Right. Have you, that's whatever. right. And we'll, we'll talk about that in, in a little bit too. Um, so that's the, that's the first thing that you're the center of the universe. The second thing is kind of like it, um, but your, your phone and, and more importantly, the content that you access on your phone, um, it can tell you that you're right in kind of all that you're correct in all areas of life, be it politically, um, how you, you know, where you line up politically, socially, um, even spiritually, um, that, that you're just right about everything. And, and so you're saying just the content that you're constantly drawn to mm-hmm. is stuff that aligns with your positions, I right. guess is what you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think there's probably some truth to that, to that lie specifically, because I think it is easy 
to ignore opposition. And I, with you saying that, it it really isn't is is a challenging thing to me that I, I feel like historically I've had a little bit of anxiousness when it comes to conflict or disagreement. Mm-hmm. And uh, one, because I probably had a lot of insecurity, but I think also due to some laziness, not willing to really wrestle with how to how to talk and how to engage people when we disagree. And I kind of, you kind of see that on social media a lot now. It's yeah. just, we don't know how to engage in conversation right. when someone doesn't agree with us. There was, there was a time when there was a, a website, I don't know if it's still out there, but it was called uh, Blue Feed, Red Feed. And what you could do is you could go on and click a, a topic, say, I don't know, some hot, hot button issue, immigration, you click immigration and you could see, they would put up side by side a person who's, like Facebook feed, uh, somebody who was more liberal in their in their leanings, or somebody who was more conservative in their leanings, and those feeds would basically only populate with articles that agreed with your oh, that confirmed your current uh, stance. And as scary as it is, like Facebook and Twitter, they get to know you, yeah. and whatever they see you mm-hmm. leaning towards, they're just going to feed you mm-hmm. more articles that um, that you're going to agree with. So instead of just you know, neutral, both sides of the argument, you're really only going to see things that mm-hmm. affirm your stance that don't really challenge where That's you're at. Yeah. Gen Z's have this like saying right now where they'll say, yeah, I read an article the other day or I saw this information um, and it's a joke right now that, and I say this because part of, like I somewhat fall into Gen Z, millennial, all of that. So th- this is my generation and me too. When they say like, yeah, I read this article or I saw this information, a lot of times it's coming from TikTok. So they're saying like, I read this article because they're afraid to say like, I saw this TikTok oh, on this okay. news piece. And so um, it's just so interesting that how algorithms work. Huh. Yeah. That's so I think it's just something that when it can be dangerous when you're really only confirming your own beliefs rather than maybe considering other options that maybe from time to time you're wrong um, and you need to be challenged with it. I know. Really? That's, I know. Um, take a deep breath. It happens. Um, but uh, but considering just other, other things, hearing over and over that you're right kind of puts your mind and your heart in this practice of I'm never wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's not a good place for a Christian to be because – as, as scripture shows us, we are often quite wrong mm-hmm. and we need to be people who are willing to accept that and, and face it and, and repent and yeah. grow. So, yeah, for sure. so that's the, that's the second thing. And then kind of the last lie, um, is online and by online, I probably mean social media, Instagram, um, is, is where you are known that, that whatever you kind of put out there, that's, that's how people get to know you is through, your Instagram, um, which I think we can admit is probably a scary thing because maybe not all that honest uh, we're, mm-hmm. when we're when we're on social media. Yeah, I also always like when I hear a name, um, the first place I go if I can't think of who that person is oh, yeah. is social media, mm-hmm. and I learn a lot about the person mm-hmm. by just pictures and you know their information on social media, and so we do look to social media for lots of things about people as if we can find out everything there is to know, and we can't. We know that you know people may not be putting their one hundred percent true true self, and I say that me too. Like we all mm-hmm. put our best selves on social media. Yeah, I for me, I'm not. 
I don't know, maybe it's because I'm old, but I'm I'm not a social media content provider. Like I don't yeah. tweet a whole lot. I don't post a whole lot on Facebook. And I need to get over that because I think there's a, which I don't know if we'll have time to discuss today. I think there's a lot of good in that. For me, it's not about being known. It's just knowing. And mm-hmm. so just this constant, like, I'm missing out on something. There's something out there that I'm not aware of. And so I'm just going to absorb a massive amount of time of just strumming, strumming, that's the guitar, going through the the phone and just trying to make sure I've got all my co- my bases covered, that I'm, I'm aware of everything. And so just that, I don't know if you call it FOMO or just the, the need to, to know yeah. it. So it's kind of the other side of that coin for me. Yeah. And I, I think at its at its deepest level, it's it's something to be cautious about. I'm not saying it's it's bad to, you know, post of yourself on social media. I'm not even saying it's bad to stage a picture of yourself. That's there's nothing wrong with that. I think what we want to be careful about is that that's that's who we think of as our true self. Um, because as Christians, we're supposed to engage and encounter and build relationships that are built around vulnerability, accountability. And so what you don't want to do is let social media put you in the practice of only putting on the mask, mm-hmm. right? Only putting on the good face. You you want to get in the habit of more often than not peeling that away and saying, guys, here's where I'm failing. Here's where I'm struggling. And so just don't let social media be something that you practice kind of bad habits in that regard. So is social media the venue in which to be vulnerable and to peel the onion back a little bit? Or is it maybe more necessary to do that on a social one-on-one community or is it sure. is there room for both of that i don't know there's probably i mean there probably is a, a room for both um i mean my first reaction was to be like no that is not <laughs> the place to do it um, yeah. because it's so out there and open once you put it out there even if you're not like friends with everyone you have to assume that by putting it out there everyone mm-hmm. has access to it and so uh really you want to um, maybe save some of those things for people that you trust, right? right? I'm definitely not saying just air out your dirty laundry everywhere, right? right? You got to you gotta use wisdom in that. Uh, people that you trust with that information that are going to love you and care for you rather than maybe use that against you. Well, and, and I think in a, in a lighter way, like be real, like that's their attempt. They're, yeah, they're trying absolutely. to, you know, to be the, not, not as polished, Right. to just kind of be in the right. moment type of deal. And I think it's interesting. Jeff and I were talking the other day that like even our own sinful and selfish desires can even play into social medias that are trying to take you away from that um, because you're supposed to post at a certain time each day. Mm. But now it's turned into everyone's posting late and they're posting whenever right. they're doing something cool <laughs> that day. So even the purpose of Be Real, like people aren't even – serving that because it's like, oh, I'm going to wait to take my be real until <laughs> I'm doing something really cool. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, so yeah, so your, your phone is, is, is telling you some lies that maybe you don't realize. Um, and then really quickly, cause I know we need to wrap this up. Um, there, there are a few truths uh, about your phones. Um, and those, those are, they're kind of just the, the flip side of these. Um, but one of them being just the affirmation that you get from social media um, is probably not something that's going to satisfy you. Mm-hmm. So by affirmation, I think we all know it means yeah. likes and yeah. clicks and yeah. shares. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's just not something that's ever going to satisfy you. You're just going to want not more enough. and more. Yeah, yeah that's sure. right. 
Um, and then secondly, uh, social media can be used to cover up brokenness, which is kind of what we just discussed that um, nobody ever, you know, posts the video of like yelling at their kids yeah. <laughs> right? or, or getting angry. I don't do that. Uh, definitely. But if someone did, um, that might be something that, that they could cover up and make, Hey, everything's great and dandy and fine when it's not. Um, so it can kind of cover up our brokenness. Um, and then lastly, that our phones can be a distraction, uh, from, from our sin, uh, right. Your, your phone, or just, just, I think Jaren said this earlier, like from your life, it, it can just distract you from life in general, because if you're waiting in line, I hate to say this, but if you're at a stoplight, right, your mm-hmm. phone can be right there for you just to distract you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think of the times my kids have come to me and say, dad, I'm bored. Hmm. And my response to them is like, you, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Deal with it. Absolutely. Do, you know, and yet I'm like, well, Jaron, how do you handle that? You pull out your phone and you entertain mm-hmm. yourself, you know? And so, uh, that, that, that was a, a challenging thought. And I think even too, at the end of the day, it's been busy. You don't want to have to think above the neck. You just want to kind of veg and, uh, check out and the, the phone becomes an easy access go to for something like right. that. Yeah. So, so I, I think we there's a lot more that we could talk about yeah. uh, here, getting into even even some practical things. We might save that for another time. Sure. Um, but I, I think just at the beginning, just asking yourself these these heart questions um, and spending some time, you know, maybe away from your phone, thinking about them, mm-hmm. praying about them, see how is how have these things affected you and, and changed your life. Yeah, for sure. I think also praying through um, because. I think all these things that we're talking about, we've seen both sides of social media and technology. And so it's not necessarily like the social media is terrible and you should never get on social media, but praying through how we can use it wisely and how we can use it for the Lord's glory. And um, I think some of the things that, you know, you mentioned, we can talk about this further, but praying through um, how the Lord wants us to use Mm -hmm. these things that he's given us. And this is a really good conversation, and my goodness, we've we've gone longer than we even anticipated. So, I think definitely Jeff uh, continuing this conversation would be a great idea. Jeff, won't you close us out? Absolutely. And pray for us and our our church as we think about uh, technology, cell phones, social media, all of that. For sure. Father, we we just praise you for your grace and for your mercy, um, God, and we ask for your help. Uh, we are sinners, and at times we are just hopeless to navigate life without your help. And so I I pray that um, this area of technology and whatever that means um, could be something that we learn to depend more on you, to give us wisdom, uh, to give us discernment, to even surround ourselves with with people and truths um, that might guide us where we need to go, that that we be cautious that um, something that we're allowing to influence us uh, might have a negative influence on us and that your word would pierce through that uh, and remind us of who you are and who we are in you. So God, I, I pray that you would help us with that. May we be a church who handles um, technology and social media well um, for your glory and for our encouragement. That's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mayus, we love you. Have Thanks. a good one.